What's good, my good brother? Grand Rose. Shit, what's the word, brody? Not much, man. It's been chilling. Ready for my beautiful black brothers to bounce up against each other, give each other a CTE for my enjoyment. That's it. I ain't like the way I said bounce to. I regret it as soon as I said it. What's good, bro? Popping off. Shit, man. Ready to get to it, man. We got to jump straight into it, man. Let's, you know, this, this football shit is the serious. Once 9-11 hit. Damn, okay. What? My Sundays go one way. Once 9-11 hit. Yeah, don't say hit after 9-11, bro. <laughs> Man. These Sundays are mine. Yeah, man, you gotta put that. You gotta put that shit in early. That if you give it up, it's because you you feel generous. Mm. Nah, it's no way I'm giving up my Sunday. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to beat me. Uh, but hey, man, let's get started, man. Let's let's get to it. Uh, yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino. And uh, man, uh, I was thinking yesterday, man. That I wish I locked into my uh, wave journey early in life, man. I gotta be seeing these wave videos, especially on TikTok now. And I'd be like, bro, if I just locked in a little bit early, I probably could have saved my shit, bro. Mmm. Yeah, man. I seen what? a nick. What'd you say? See, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know if you locked into your wave journey, but I think the uh, motherfuckers are now are ahead of their time. Bro, they, they be, innovators, like, bro. They be adding real oils to it. Like, you just had pink. Yeah. Like you weren't gonna get very far with just pink hair moisture at Murray's. You just lathered at Murray's on crazy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <Or> sporting waves. <laughs> yeah, sporting waves. Oh my god, that shit was just clogging your pores. Yeah, man. But I, that's we had the old school methods. Now I seen a nigga. He uh he heated up some oil in the in the microwave for like ten seconds. Then he put his do rag in the freezer. Okay. And he he said that locked in the the oil and when you put it on and shit, bro. Like it, it's it's advanced now, bro. These niggas just doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, what are they talking? Is that three sixty cheesy? Nah, it was like three sixty something. But they all three sixty. They all like part of three sixty. Three sixty gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the new YSL. The new YBN. Yeah. <laughs> but we got my nigga C's in the building, man. Yeah, happy first football Sunday to my people out there. Well, it would have happened already, but yeah. hopefully y'all teams walked one or took some L's. But hopefully your FanDuel account looking very voluptuous right now. Mm, shout out to the gamblers, man. Oh, the gamblers, they just, they added today. But yeah. it's our Christmas. Nah, honestly, our, our, real, our real Christmas is when you get NFL, NBA, and you get some NCAA football still going. That right there, the that's the Thanos of Parlay. If you need help, dial 1 800 They always there for you 24 7. <laughs> we got my nigga Don in the building. <laughs> What's good? It's your boy Donny, man. Hey, I'm feeling good. Let's get to it, man. Not, yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff has happened in the last 24 oh, hours. <laughs> Before we get into it, I'm just thinking about a nigga actually calling the gambler hotline. Like, what do you say? <laughs> Yo, I got like six, 16 parlays in. I owe, I owe 5K. Yeah, I think, I think usually when they call, yeah, it's, I owe 16 grand. What do I do? <laughs> so that's not how this works. We want to make you stop, bro. <laughs> 
We ain't gonna help your debts, man. <laughs> but that's when the nigga realizes it's going too far. When <laughs> niggas about to break their thumbs and shit. Yeah, bro. Nah. Yeah, how do you realize it's going too far? When you don't got nothing else. You seen that video that nigga like laid out in the hotel in Vegas this week? Nah. What? It was, was he a, drunk? Uh, I don't know. He might have been drunk, but he lost everything. Like he was just on the on the ground, like yelling about he lost everything and how he couldn't go back home and shit. It was sad, bro. <laughs> It's not sad. <laughs> See, gam- gambling shit don't really be that sad because the real addicts be gambling on some bullshit. Uh, to gamble so much you can't go home is hilarious. <laughs> what, what I'm going to say to Brenda. <laughs> she tell you to pick up groceries. You just can't. You just can't, bro. The thing is, he couldn't go home, but he live in Vegas. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah, man. Hey, be be responsible with y'all betting, man. We understand NFL season is here, and that's the best time for betting. But hey, be responsible, dog. Is NFL the best time? For- I don't know, man. I'm just saying stuff, but uh, go yeah, ahead. I agree. Yeah, because I feel like it's like it's up in the air. Sixteen games in one day, like other other like leagues, just like spread out and shit. So it is what it is, man. How y'all doing though? Uh, shit, we good. I'm good. Feeling. It, the mornings hit different when you don't wake up hungover. You realize that as you get older. That's real shit, bro. Oh, yeah. I don't know what what's even got into me, but I, I I'm like kind of off drinking. Like, okay, we don't believe that. No, yeah, there's bro. no way. I'm being yeah, serious. Is your off? Is it your definition of off or like the normal person? Yeah, probably my definition of off. It's just like now I'm. I don't care if I don't go out. Like I don't. Maybe because I got a PS5 too. I, I, I knew that was gonna help, but I just be playing games now. <laughs> But you should be drinking and playing games? No. I don't have no reason to. I'm in a crib. <laughs> nah, I definitely didn't have moments where I, you crack a couple brews or uh, like, like some, uh, what's it called? Some seltzers, some Topo Chico seltzers. Oh, yeah. I done poured up some hard liquor before and, and just played the game. No, don't get it twisted. I will do that, but I just really haven't been in the mood to it. And that's why I said it might be it might be different, bro, because that's why I kind of got it. I was like, man, so I just need to chill out on, like, going out and shit. So I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it. Let me grab the uh, game and shit. Oh, so. uh, you probably think if you sober, you're going to help you play better on 2K? <laughs> <laughs> Loki, 2K is kind of fire, but I ain't, I ain't, I'm going to play some mode to figure it out. I still got to play a little bit more but mm. uh but yeah man how everybody doing everybody good everybody straight Tony, yeah, you good man. feeling good that's good that's good man mm-hmm. got some rest yeah i'm feeling actually nah actually it's not bad but you ever just felt uncomfortable like not uncomfortable. a bad just comfort like uncomfortable in life mm. uh, yeah, yeah but it's not it's not you uncomfortable because things are like going poorly you just for some reason start to feel uncomfortable like what do you do what do you mean uncomfortable you feel anxious uh, yeah like nah, something's like, happen it's like you can tell things are moving or things are like changing but you can't really tell how you can tell shit is like getting different yeah i feel like when growing up that's that's just how how it is cuz I mean, it's not just the generic growing up and things are getting different, but as you grow up, you you start to see things change. You start to see like people change around you, things change around you, and it's different. It's like a different vibe. That's my kind of explanation of it. I don't know if that applies to you, but I see what you're saying on that. It's like usually I know it's it's like two types of 
discomfort or like being uncomfortable. It's like you can be uncomfortable when like shit is going crazy, mm. which I think is what most people are used to. But then there's also like that uncomfortability when like things are going okay, but mm. you can still feel like I guess things are progressing in a sense where you're stepping into like new and different spaces that you ain't been in before, and now you feel I don't want to say weird, but you feel uncomfortable a little bit. Yeah. I think that's where the growth happens, man. You're in that zone where the growth happens and, um, you know, you find out who who the new you is. I don't want to be a Dr. Phil ass nigga, but I feel like that's what that's what happening right now. You feel me? True, uh, true. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of in the same space. I'm kind of in the space where now it's just like, what, what do I do? What's next? And I, I feel like being an adult you always in that space because yeah. like it's like i'm cool with my job my job is straight uh life is cool i feel you know i'm getting more comfortable but it's just like what's the next step here yeah and i feel like especially when you when you're used to trying to figure out what the next step is from uh, i don't want to say desperation mm-hmm. but you trying to you have a different sense of urgency because you're just trying to survive. I don't know. Get, yeah. Survival. Like that's a different type of discomfort or making things different than like you're saying when things are going well, your job is going well, but you still feel like you need, or you want to get to reach more. Mm. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. And it's just all about, you know, just hanging in there and seeing what like this thing called life takes you, bro. Shout out to everybody listening, man. Just, just hang in there. Things may be rough. Things may be uncomfortable, but things gonna get better, and you are gonna figure it out. So, yeah, I confirm all that. I low key zoned out, but that, that was some real <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened. This nigga's oh, they talking that real shit. Yeah, let me, I already got my shit together. <laughs> I felt like I was I was a listener in that moment, man. That was uh, that was uh, that was good. But yeah, that's real. Yeah, but uh let's get into these topics, man. Uh like I said last week, Kanye has continued to give us nothing but content. And as a third party, this nigga continued to give us content this week, man. Um I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I feel like we're going to get plenty of these stories. It's going to be an ongoing saga. But uh, Ray J hopped on uh, IG Live yesterday and decided he was going to air out the Kardashians and Kanye for setting up this whole sex tape ordeal. Um, I guess this was sparked off by Kris Jenner, uh, Kim Kardashian's mom, going making an appearance on a, a lie detector show with James Corden. And, you know, they asked her if she had sold the, the sex tape if she had been the one that sold the sex tape to the the vivid people or whatever, and she said no, and the lie detector, quote unquote, said she was telling the truth. Mm. So this sparked off Ray. Ray said that that's what that's what got him all gassed up. Yeah, <laughs> a TV show lie detector test. Come yeah, on, Ray. Yeah, I'm, Ray. Ray has some mental things going on, just like Kanye. I don't know if it's to the same degree, but it, it's it's some things not quite right up there. I just think he just uh, unhinged. Not not unhinged. She just a loose cannon. Oh, man, I hate to see it. I hate to see my boys <laughs> go off the rails like this, man. Princess finding another dude is probably adding to the uh, craziness. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he ended up going on going on IG Live. Did y'all pay attention to IG Live? 
No, nah, I missed it. Every time I tried to click on it, he was it was. I see it's like the the videos are on his story though, but I didn't watch them all. Yeah, I seen the videos, but I was still confused because he was pro. He was all over the place. <laughs> First of all, he had it on a projector. <laughs> yeah, it was like he had it on the projector, and then he kept switching from the projector to to his computer. Yeah, and he was he was snapping on his home. Hey, you messing me up, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he's like, you going too slow. <laughs> oh, bro, he's like, uh, so yeah, him and his homeboy put the text messages on the the prompter, which was uh, probably the most low key funny part of the was name because him and Kanye's exchange, him and Kanye, are two niggas that don't need to be talking, bro, because <laughs> they both just out of their mind, dog. Because he, I guess he started cursing out Kanye at one point, and then Kanye just responded, "Hey, let's not use profanity." <laughs> no profanity, please. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ray said that nigga was he was in the. I guess he went to the hospital for like pneumonia or some shit and so uh he told Kanye hey this is the first time I've been honest and sober I'm in a hospital and then Kanye sent him back like pics of him working in like a studio or some shit <laughs> bro this, this shit was just all over the place bro that is a that is a hilarious combo they need to uh drop all the screenshots to that yeah bro and so I don't like I said I don't want to spend too much time on it I, do y'all got any thoughts on what's going on here do y'all feel like um, do y'all believe Ray that Kim and Chris are were part of the sale and promotion of this sex tape? Which, by the way, before we go on, is a big revelation in what Ray J was saying is that Chris made them refilm the sex tape in another in like Cabo or some shit. And I guess the second sex tape was too raunchy, in his words, not mine. And they couldn't use that one; they had to go with the first one. Okay. What first off, first off, this is he. This is his second time saying because he said this months ago, uh, when the Hulu shit happened, right? That they had to refilm it. No, that um, they were behind it. Oh yeah, I remember when? Yeah, so he's he's been adamant about this, but also it's just hilarious to say it was too raunchy. Like Chris saw it and was like, "Ooh, no, <laughs> can't sell this one." Yeah, I don't know. Um, I. I... I feel like they just need to all let this shit go. Like, it don't really matter. But I can... One part of me understands why Ray is trying to clear his name. If they made me seem like I'm just this... Which he was at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, this nigga that was, like, holding this, like, sex tape over their head and using it to get famous, then it makes me look weird and, like, a lame. But he was doing that at one point. I think it's complicated because it could be true where they, I don't want to say forced, but they were behind the selling of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not like he didn't at some point use it for gain as well, like you're saying. So if he had just like, they had been building on it and throwing him under the bus and he wasn't doing anything or saying anything, then it's different. But I mean, we've not everybody has, but we've heard uncut and we've seen that, that cover art. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I guess it's difficult to say he has the right to to do this and throw a fuss right now when you kind of played into it on your own from your different angle as well. It's very much like on some wrestling shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't even think about that. He had some weird uh, voicemails on that uncut mixtape. Shit, I hit it first. Like, that was even post for real. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's why I said he had a part in this, and I'm not letting him completely off the hook. But I think at this point, it's just like y'all both got money, y'all both straight. Like Ray J ain't, don't have Kim K money, but he he's not starving for money where he needs to be even dealing with this or responding to this. Yeah, he said he said it was for his kids, man. It's for their future. I don't understand that part because you took part in this too. Okay, so I guess it, I kind of can because Kim said she wanted it removed for her kids, right? Mm-hmm. I guess to some extent, does it make sense for him to say, "Hey, I don't want it to be. I at least don't want my name associated with being the sole individual behind why this got leaked and why this became what it became." Like, if we're at least gonna own up to it, let's. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's like I so like I violated our privacy, and if, if it's just me, and if, if it's just like I did this on some re- revenge porn type thing, then it makes me look even worse. But if it's just like one of y'all y'all came together and did y'all thing, and and like together, it's just like uh, that. I don't really see you in that same light as if you would just like taped it and then sold it, which with her not knowing. And also this, this shouldn't even be a thing anymore. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's a saga that needs to end, but it was definitely some funny parts. Kanye, I don't know how he's going to respond to this. Um, he's known to go off the deep end with this. He seems to be trying to patch things up with people. He said um, he's letting all his grudges go with Cuddy, the dude from uh, what is it? what did Carl Cherry do work at? He work at Gap or he work at uh, Spotify? Oh, he work at Spotify. He, he talking about he would... no, he is yeah. He, he talking about Daniel Cherry? Yeah, Daniel he, Cherry. My bad. He's at Adidas. Okay, okay, yeah. So. Um, he said he seems to be trying to let his grudges go, but I think this is the, the bipolar stuff. Like one the, the thing with Kanye is, you know, he can let some go, but he's gonna find new grudges. Mm. So even if he lets these one go, he's gonna find some new new people to grudge with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> um, I do. Also, I just can we get final words from how does Donut feel about this? Because as the Facebook group leader of the Kim K fan club at one point, and then the Ray J fan club. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to have some some final words and insight on how they can move forward. I don't know, man. This is this has been an ongoing thing, um, but I believe Ray at this point, and uh, I feel like the Kardashians—they're never gonna—they're never gonna, you know confess to this you know chris is getting old this is a lot of pressure on you know what i'm saying at at 66 you you can't be taking the blame on this one but hey we'll see praise out to everybody i love y'all all all. never well no no i don't like the kardashians no more my bad i'll take that back all right (laughs) i don't know what's going on with that but uh yeah man um I was kind of sticking with the football thing and I know we didn't just talk about football but it's football Sunday and uh, y'all know Trey not Trey um, Travis Kelsey and his girl broke up right again again like yeah. I didn't think like well this is still post the last breakup yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, I did. I'm aware they broke up. Yeah, so they got back together, and I guess they broke up for good. She released like a. It was pitiful. I know. It, it was. It was. I'm, I'm not gonna call it pitiful. It was sad. Uh, 
a TikTok of like I spent five years with this man and a thousand and some days, and you still I still end up single, and then made a sad face. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, it was sad, bro. I'm gonna say it's sad. And was then serious? yeah, she was dead at serious. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I guess in the comments they asked her about the dogs because I guess it's like a big thing on social media with them and the dogs. And she said that she's trying to sue him for a co-parenting agreement with the dogs. I didn't know this was a thing. Did y'all know this was a thing? Absolutely not. I, I knew yeah. goofy as um, couples that break up do it, but I didn't know it was an actual court order thing. Yeah, I don't know if it can be, but I do know that couples who break up will co-parent dogs. <laughs> that's that's, that's correct. What are y'all doing in that situation? Say y'all got a girl, y'all you know y'all share dogs, y'all break up, and they you know y'all in two different spots. What happens to the dogs? You can keep that motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> you don't care about the dog no more. Hell no. Not at all. If I fucked with that dog like that, I could give my ass another one. I don't give a damn. I don't need to see this dog. Damn. But that's man. me. <laughs> Some people are different when it comes to pets. Damn, man. Scruffy just went by the wayside, so he could just go with. Okay. I don't know, yeah. man. I might have to come visit him every now and then. Hell man. no. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, there's no way I cared about the dog that much, <laughs> even when it was mine or partially mine. I just know. I just know me. Maybe women just care more, bro. Maybe that's what I, it is. Well, I would care more if. Uh... The nigga I'm co-parenting with is in the NFL. Got <laughs> Please let me see the dog. <laughs> Man, I'll just dig up any excuse, bro. Yeah, no, I feel that. But yeah, it's sad. Um, but that's what happened when niggas make like couples goals and shit like that, bro. Like niggas, they don't always work out. Also, nothing ever good comes. They probably had like a, a dog Instagram account. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is, man. Um, it's it's this whole thing going on with Meg Stallion and Lil Kim that I I just I'm tired of that whole thing. Where did you see this, Lil Kim? On Instagram, y- y'all haven't been seeing this stuff. You said on Instagram? No, on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Nah, this I didn't see. This didn't come across my timeline. It's not. It's it's not with Meg the Stallion. It's with uh, what's that girl's name? Nikki. Nikki Cardi. It's like a Avengers Civil War type thing going on right now. Cause you know, Nikki dropped a remix to the what's that? What's that shit called? Barbie Girl or whatever? Freaky mm-hmm. Man. Super freaky man. Super freaky, freaky woman. <laughs> what's the song called, bro? Freaky girl. Yeah, freaky yeah. girl. <laughs> That'd be wild if it was called Freaky Man. Freaky man. <laughs> it's the the Kells mix. <laughs> Freaky man and kills mix. It's a sample of wonderful edition. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, she dropped a a, a Barbie mix uh, version of uh, Freaky Girl with uh, it's a most random assortment of people. Akbar is on there. Uh, okay, what, are you making things up? What? No, that's who is Akbar? <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy to say that on the uh, today, but uh, <laughs> but she's a, a woman rapper. Uh, she was on Love and Hip Hop. I want to say, yeah. man, what is this? No, what is this? I yeah. just I just looked up what. Yeah, bro, it, <laughs> it's a it's a funny remix. <laughs> Did y'all be, listen to it? I listened no. to B's part. B actually killed it. I ain't gonna stop. Bruh. I mean, I wouldn't. That's not something that would even surprise me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Katie got bands part is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Her ad libs are so sick. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ooh. No. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> speaking, okay, speaking of ad libs, I, I, I listening to songs when you high is like the best feeling because you pay more attention to the ad libs. I randomly got went down. Uh, I told you this earlier. Went down that random mid two thousands R and B rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and when I got to be the one by Lloyd, they had Trey doing some of the nastiest nastiest ad libs I've ever heard. Yeah. It was so much. Just, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He had the madness. That shit used to go. Nah, Trey used yeah. to add. <laughs> Trey used to add a whole bunch of extra shit. Like when in a was it the end of Don't Judge when he was fucking that one girl at the end. What was he, what he was was like, saying? Squeeze it with your pussy. Go ahead. I was like, yo, relax. <laughs> nah, we we let him get away with his being his his tagline, his ad lib. Yeah, come in, come on. <laughs> that shit is sick. Oh fuck yeah! But um, about the uh, what's the name? Who else is on that? It was Bia, Akbar, Malibu uh, Mitch, Malibu Mitch, uh, JT. JT, and yeah, Katie, 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 Katie. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to listen to Katie Gabbard song in in the year two thousand twenty two. Uh, shout out to Katie Gabbard. I don't got no problem with it. Um. But yeah, this sparked off this whole thing. Now it's like because you know Meg dropped a song, the uh, Plan B remix with Little Kim, which is also pretty bad. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. Damn, I didn't know that drop. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like this whole thing, like they they trading subs between Meg and uh, Meg and Nikki, and then Nikki versus Little Kim, Nikki versus Cardi. It's just like this is just too much, bro. And now people trying to, you know, they trying to pick sides like you either with Nikki or against her. And it's just like, bro, what what's going on, dog? It's different. Damn, the, the women killing the beef game, okay. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> they got sides and shit. They got role players. Damn, bro. <laughs> I told you, it's like Avengers, dog. Like it, But the crazy thing is, it don't need to be like this. I feel like it'll... Like the game would progress so much further if it, it wasn't so much separation because now we at a point where it's so much talent in like women's rap. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, a couple years ago, it used to be, hey, Nikki, come up and get your award every year. Yeah. Or they, they would still nominate Diamond for, for the rap. <laughs> <laughs> MC Light and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, bro. Uh, I think they just need to end that. Um, but I think we just had to cover it well, for us. I guess a question: Do they need to end it, or is this just a natural part of rap? Because there was a lot of se- what's okay. Well, maybe this is a better question: Was there a lot of separation at the beginning of rap? Because we know there was separation by coast. Uh, um, yeah, no, there, there were. Um, you look there, at KRS One and uh, what's buddy's name that made the bridges over? Uh, or he made the bridge. MC Shan, if you look at that, they in the same place. They Queensbridge, like that type of thing. That's separation right. within New York. Um, so I think it's always a natural part of hip hop because hip hop is competition and competitive. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna happen. But I I feel like all this shit is petty. No, I, 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 I feel like we just think it would have. Ed- well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll speak for myself. I think that maybe people think that because it's 
at this point that they would just come in and be real harmonious when I it kind of makes sense for me to not for them not to like each other or for there to be beef and tension mm-hmm. just because again it is a part of the part of how it is and just because of their coming in I mean because even now current rappers still beef so why are we expecting them to not have any beef because they women's no, that's true. I mean, I, I expect it to be beef, but this feel like this has been dragged on, bro. And it's just petty. And they, I feel like when women rappers beef, it just get like super petty. Like people talking about like surgery reactions, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, that's because it's well, it's just it's the different versioning of. Because as a man, you're not gonna be like, oh, you got a bad BBL. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're just gonna say your chain pick. No, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. So maybe I'm just looking at it weird or different. But yeah, I, if Akbar is getting a Nicki Minaj feature, the the balance is screwed. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get things back right. Also, man. what I didn't like was this song just came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, why are you throwing out this random ass remix? I think I think it was one of those I'm about to block your release because they announced the the Lil Kim and Meg song uh, on Monday, and I think the same day Nicki said I'm we dropping the, the the Barbie mix or whatever it's called on on the same day. Two likes and I'll drop this song. <laughs> Two likes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, speaking of the Queen, man, the Queen of England passed away um, on Thursday. I say. Uh, what's y'all initial reactions, man? I was like, "Damn, man, they're gonna be talking about this for a minute." <laughs> That's all I could think about. It's just gonna be nothing but the Queen stuff. <coughs> but R.I.P. Uh, prayers to the to the family. What's crazy is if you would have said that on social media, they would have been on your head. Yeah, you you would have been all types of coons. Yeah, they got <laughs> what? Yeah, bro, you don't understand. I, if if you looked at the news, the news was sad. Mm. If you got on Twitter, <laughs> my timeline was nothing but jokes. It was a celebration, dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, yeah. I understand. I, uh, it's always weird to me when people celebrate death, but I also understand the point of view and all the fucked up shit that they've been a part of. Yeah, so that that was my thing because I'm not too up on the royal drama and what's been <laughs> what's been going on with them. Like I know they're a big Britain's uh part in colonialism. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's part in Jamaica, uh, India. Like they they've been a part in especially some parts of Africa, some countries in Africa. They've been a big part of like death and you know taking artifacts and all that stuff. It's been terrible, but. The Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> how much does she contribute to that? I don't know. I can't say. I don't know if I felt I would feel right about celebrating somebody dying that didn't like take part in something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. People who um I feel like 75% of the people that are upset at her have watched the crown so i guess they would say she played some part in it no okay <laughs> but but i don't know do they talk do they talk about i was about to say do they talk about it in the crown i don't know but i i've just heard that from watching the crown you develop a hatred for them so i i, I don't have the time to catch up on them seasons but and i guess it's can you put it in the perspective of if she wanted to she's been there for 70 years if she wanted to make some changes she could have made some changes 
Oh, no, no. I'm not saying, and that's my thing. I'm kind of staying out of it because I don't know if she did something to, for people to be celebrating. I'm I'm cool with Jamaicans and like Indians and maybe even Irish celebrating. Like they, they got their own relationships with the UK and the crown and stuff like that. But black people and just regular other people. I don't know. I'm like, what, what was the reason? Like if my, like say somebody in my family died and RIP Bozo was trending on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be really <laughs> happy right, about so, that. But what, if, what, if, what if you knew openly that that person has had done things that harmed people or, or could be seen as questionable? That's why I'm saying. Like, I, I, I wish I knew why it, it for the the regular people that celebrate. I wish I knew what their problem was. You want people in Louisiana to stop doing the gritty because. Because <laughs> the queen, queen died. died, yeah, we don't have a, re- we really don't never had a relationship with them. Like we, we do it like by proxy. Like we say, hey, uh, we care about like the crown and all that stuff because we have kind of a relationship with them now because of Meghan Markle. But outside of that, we really don't know anything about the crown. Like I, I don't know anything was. And Meghan Markle's Canadian. I don't know why people care about her so much. Mm-hmm. Well, you black. Know, yeah, she was on the uh, what's that show? Days of Our Lives. That suits, suits, yeah, suits, and uh, and she was on that suitcase show, um, Dylan No Deal. Okay, nobody loves her. <laughs> she was on Dylan, okay. yeah, like, she was on Dylan No Deal. <laughs> I get Dylan No Deal love. There's no way. <laughs> the, oh, they, they do that's number twenty seven. <laughs> I can see them looking at it as a rags to riches story. Look at where she came from. Yeah, <laughs> number twenty. Remember her number. You were sick. <laughs> She had some talent. <laughs> it, it was a suitcase that lost. Yeah, but she's uh, Meghan Markle says she finally. Uh, this like one of the first times she felt black in a while. Um, I guess after the whole situation with uh, Harry and stuff like that. And oh, brother, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't understand. Like, why did you choose to be in this environment? Like, could you could you care about somebody so much that you would put yourself in a similar environment? Yes, <laughs> I mean they they they're rich. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, so you do you think, do you think that has something to do with it? Um, yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, okay. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh. And I don't know if she really like when when we talk about like her. She says she finally saw herself as black. I don't know if she ever really saw herself as that. Like she's always been treated as like I wouldn't say not black. I'm pretty sure she's been treated as black sometimes in her life, but sometimes people choose to block that out and mm-hmm. not really accept that reality. Like Tiger Woods. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that's kind of true because until the scandal, Tiger Woods was treated as a good black, quote unquote. And, but Tiger Woods also said, he, what did he say? He didn't want to be seen by his color. He didn't want to be seen as black or something like that. Yeah, he was Caucasian. <laughs> he was spent some bullshit. <laughs> oh no, I like to say Asian black <laughs> the Dominican is Tiger was saying he Dominican. Uh, papi. Me no black papi. <laughs> <laughs> stick ball, stick ball. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Um but they said she wasn't invited to see um, the queen before she passed. Like Harry came, but I guess Megan wasn't invited, which makes sense. Like I can see the queen being like, I don't want to see no black people when I'm on my way out. Um, 
So it is. Also, would you? I don't. I mean, if it's not somebody you really know, okay, never mind. I'm gonna not just. Think she rock? She don't rock with her. I wouldn't want to go either. Oh no, I'm not going. Yeah, if I know you don't like me, but too like, I don't know. I just that's not that's an event that I'm okay with missing out on. Like y'all not gonna make me feel no type of way because I didn't get invited to see somebody take their last breath that I can't say I necessarily rock with. So what if it's like your family in law, your in laws, like somebody your in laws? Even if it's an in law, I might not need to be there. Oh man, the family gonna get I'm on just, your listen, ass. I'm just gonna be like, if, but if they, but if they choose not to invite me, I'm not gonna feel no type of way. He didn't even come to Meemaw's last breath. Right, <laughs> I'm Meemaw. <laughs> you didn't see the money. Oh, okay. What do you say? Like when you pull up, <laughs> I'm gonna take care. <laughs> take care of you. <laughs> I'll fix it. <laughs> you trying to do some CPI? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we learned this in gym class. I feel like if you don't get invited, as soon as you show up, you gotta yell, "Take me with you!" <laughs> you get on some extra shit, like you know, y'all ain't even had no relationship like that. You just start fucking crying and shit. Oh, What's supposed to be like this? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, like the thing we was talking about last week, uh, when people when things flip, you see how people really think about you. Um, I guess Russell Wilson like said R.I.P. and he was praying for the family, and they were on his ass. Damn, <laughs> he turned against Russ. They turned against Russ. They was like, maybe you are corny, and I was like, you see, hey, bro, when people don't fuck with you, you see what they really think like, when they're not trying to hold up this image. So, hey, it is what it is. So, damn, bro, but so you I can't even say so. R.I.P. Yeah, here's the thing: people, the thing with Russell Wilson is, I think it's easy once people learn to leave future the future part out of it. Everybody will say yes, he's corny. And it won't be like a shock. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, if the if future wasn't a tie to the situation and it was like this vendetta against future, which I don't care if you have it or not. Like it's reasons why people, some people, I guess, should not like future as a person. I don't know. I I don't see it as one, but I can understand why people wouldn't. But if you detach that from it, Russ is corny. It's not a negative thing. He's just a corny person, bro. Yeah. I'm wrong with it. So, but you see the real thoughts when you when he do something they don't like. So it is what it Damn. is. You ain't deserve that, bro. Hey, I deserve it, man. <laughs> I, I did I did see a video of practicing high fives. Like as he ran out of the training facility. What? Yeah, he was running onto the practice field, but he was like acting nobody was there, but he was acting like he was giving high fives and then pointed to the sky and just like ran out. Hey man, you gotta look good on camera. I get it. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> hey, shout out to Russ, man. Um, J J Alphonse Nicholson. Shout out to the last name. Um, mm. is under fire because he did a skit. Um, well, pe- for people that don't know, J Alphonse Nicholson is the the guy who plays uh Little Murder on um P Valley. Um. 
he's under fire because he did a sketch, uh, a sketch. I don't know if you call it a sketch or a sketch. Now that's a skit. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Rory and Ma. <laughs> uh, about, like, I guess his character, like, he pulled up and, like, he was smoking a blunt. And Maul and Rory acted like they didn't want to smoke with him because obviously his character in P Valley kisses men and does other thing with men. Um, first of all, not a good idea. <laughs> I don't know who, who advised you that this was a good idea. I understand what y'all were trying to do. Just not a good idea. See, and and the yeah. fact that I can understand makes makes it hard for me to say it wasn't a good idea. Because I think everybody can everybody can understand like what it was about, right? Y- yeah, I feel like because yeah. everybody everybody does it with every other show. If you still see Michael Rainey, you still gonna call him Tariq. It's like trying to carry up seventeen bags of groceries up the stairs. While I see what you're trying to do, some shit can go wrong. <sighs> Yeah, I, f- I feel like it would have been better. Like that scenario is more funny as a joke during the pod, yeah, than an than an actual promotional thing for the interview. Because people are going to see it outside of the context of the pod. And second of all, the only people that's going to see it are people that already rock with you in your type of humor because they watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's harder though to do it on I guess in the middle of the episode just because you're speaking to me. So you know you know I'm not this character, I guess. But I guess in in the short context it could I guess it makes it easier to get off the impression that I still view you only as this character that you play. I guess maybe. Yeah, and I just want to be clear because some people that's listening might not be clear on what the issue was. The issue with that a lot of people are taking with the skit is this: it's not cool to smoke with him or use the same blunt as him because he's kissing a man in the show, or you know he's doing other things with men in the show. That's or what, just or just gay period. Yeah, yeah. And so he he issued an apology, which I thought was a well spoken apology, and it really addressed it and made actions like, "Hey, I'm gonna get this taken down." Um, because when I first saw it, I knew it was gonna be an issue. If not with the people that's on the show, I mean, he's sharing a role. I mean, a, a situation with the main. I guess his name is Nico, the guy who plays Uncle Clifford. I can see how he can take this. Uh, offensively, like he, he could take mm. offense to this. Um, but also with the people that watch the show and see him as like this, you know, it's a good representation of trying to live out your best self, especially with the things that's going on in the second part of the season or the second season. So, I don't know. I'm glad he made the apology. I'm glad he's doing something about it. <laughs> but I don't know if it's one of those things where you cancel somebody or you. It's just misjudged he he i don't know if he thought completely about like the effect that it would have Uh, mm. i would love to know if they if this was seen as a really truly offensive to some people yeah probably like i guess like what i don't say what level of offended but what yeah to what extent is, is what's this found offensive 
Because again, just, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, I don't know. And I guess this is where you have to have conversations. I, I'm. I want to say you wouldn't find it hateful, but could somebody say it was hateful? They could. Oh God. I mean, because niggas smoke with girls all the time, and they be doing the same shit with their lips. I don't know if I'm gonna keep yeah. it in there. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it honest with y'all. No, no, no. It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't quiet. It wasn't quiet because it was like, oh, you, you shaking the tables. Just like, yeah. I mean, I guess, no, yeah, you, you kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was just a, a joke that they thought would be funny, which in any other context, it probably would have been funny. Mm. The visual just is not as funny as what the the joke they were thinking it's it's very much a particular sense of humor yeah and i don't think everybody has that sense of humor so if you don't it's easier to find it offensive yeah because when i first saw it i i laughed I, I understood what the joke was but then i i saw, like i opened it up and i was like yeah i can see why somebody wouldn't like this mm-hmm. so yeah, I understand that, but like I said, I'm glad that he made the decision to apologize, and uh, you know, I hope hopefully people move forward. It seemed like people accepted his apology and understand that it wasn't made in like with malicious intent. It was just a misjudged skit that you know, I don't know if it if, if it did what it was supposed to do. So, um, I saw a video of this couple. They were having a baby shower. I don't know if y'all saw this video. Um, but they got on a mic in the middle of the baby shower and they, they kicked out everybody that didn't bring a gift. Fair foul. Damn. Uh, they said, if you didn't bring a gift, give, get up and leave right now. I don't care. Honestly, it's whatever. I'm fine with that. You fine with them kicking them out or you fine with what? I'm fine with them kicking them out. See, this is t- this is different. I mean, I, you should bring a gift. I don't know if you should embarrass people like that, though. Get out! This is my party. <laughs> like, the That's the only thing. The way I see it is, if this is how people just want to like choose to p- treat the people that they invited, or choose to p- treat people who could potentially be their friends, so be it. That's like, right. I'm, I'm not gonna rock with you after that. Like it, you, it's it's a hundred percent your event, your party, whatever you want. Call it your baby shower. You can do whatever you want, but that's as as a attendee. Even if I gave you a gift, that's enough for me to be like, I might not need to rock with you no more. And sometimes you need those signs from people. No, that's real. Yeah, that's that, that that's, that's true. true. That's real. <laughs> Don't kick me out of the woods. I'm gonna bring a gift, but I mean, y- y'all not really providing nothing of that much substance here. Like, it ain't like y'all got. Like bottles of wine or bottles or something like that. It's normally just meatballs and some candy or some shit. I mean, as long if it's if it's open bar, then I should feel some shame for not bringing a gift. A hundred percent. If it's not open bar, what? Man, I don't know. It also is kind of bogus to show up to a baby shower with no present. <laughs> but also, I understand if you just kind of want to be there, just see what's going you on. Know? Yeah, you want to see what's going on. You want to share some joy, share some love. That's all. Yeah, no, that's real. Uh, did y'all? <laughs> I, hey, Drink Champs is on the road, bro. Did y'all watch that Turk Drink Champs? <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. I just seen. I just seen it at one crazy clip. <laughs> nah, that was um, 
That was one of the best drink champs I think I ever seen in my life, bro. Damn. Yeah, Turk Turk was an amazing guest on Drink Champ. So, and and the clip that I posted, I realized now that when when I rewatched it, he didn't say that he was in jail having sex with men. He said that he was fucking man. Oh no! Yeah, I heard mm-hmm. that. Okay, See, just I, just make I, it. I sure. was confused by that. I was yeah. very confused. <laughs> I think Nori was confused too. He was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Well, also, I think it's also even if he just says, "Yeah, I was in jail, fucking." Mm. It's just the first common thought is, "Ain't nothing but dudes in jail." So the mind would just naturally go to, "You might have been taking grown men to pound town." Okay, all right. (laughs) But I think the way he was, what he was trying to say, which I think why he chose to be so vague was that he was probably hitting CEOs. Yeah, but he was just. I, I understand the confusion. Yeah. So no, he was um I was a lot of different stories on there. He was talking about like how all of them were doing cocaine and heroin when they were like fifteen and sixteen. So like that wasn't nothing new to them. Like all of them was pretty much strung out on heroin. So like seeing Wayne now kinda makes sense because I mean if y'all doing cocaine and heroin when y'all fifteen, sixteen, then I mean, what else do you look forward to like going forward? But uh, he said the watches they used to wear were fake. It was like some crazy shit. Like all the watches on the album covers were like Geneva watches. And uh, it was something else that he said was crazy. But I forget. But it, it was good. I definitely recommend watching it. It's hurt, man. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Shout out to Turk. Shout out to PG, too. Um, have y'all seen this horny honey shit? I saw somebody cooking with it, I think. But other than that, I was very confused. Did, did, did you say horny? Horny honey. Yeah. yeah. It's like a new craze on online where you get oh. it. You get this honey. I guess it has like, like, uh, I don't know. It's a honey pack. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like Viagra in it or some shit. Like something that makes you like extremely horny. Hmm. And people are putting it like people talking about bringing it to Thanksgiving and shit. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro, why you want your whole family to be bricked up is beyond me. <laughs> I don't want to be at no Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Thanksgiving oh, wait, dinner. And everybody bricked up, bro. Okay, don't say bricked up. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know if this is it. I'm trying to get a description. I want to be. I honestly want to read a description that they put. Yeah, it's like an aphrodisiac. They put an aphrodisiac in that shit. Mm, Okay, horny honey, stimulating arousal cream. Uh, Moisturizing what? Moisturizing cream. Okay, this might not be it. It's somebody. It's a moisturizing cream. That other shit look like actual honey. No, yeah, this this shit was actually honey. Like he was putting it on a ham and shit. I don't want to be horny while I'm eating. Okay. Yo, putting it on the ham. Come on, bro. <laughs> Drizzling it on the ham. Yeah, what's happening, man? Grandpa bricked up while watching the, the, the Cowboys game. Right. <laughs> Look at the chilies. Hey, your grandmama looking thick tonight, ain't she? <laughs> hey, Grandpa. <laughs> It'd be nasty. Everybody eating the food and moaning a little bit too much. Move with y'all home. Grandpa ain't been horny like for 20 years, bro. Oh. 
Hey, now y'all just turn this nigga to a deviant and shit, man. man he he got to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot what lust felt like. I'm too booted up, yo. <laughs> Put grip off the jiggers, man. Uh, Chris Rock is not accepting Will Smith's apology. He said, fuck your hostage video, man. Um, is that fair or foul? Should he accept Will's apology? I honestly just want them to stop talking about this. If this was real, if this was real life, we, this if this was normal folks, we wouldn't be talking about this no more. He slapped people get slapped every day. Yeah, it's it's, it's the difference of getting slapped and it being watched ten million times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like dog, it's fuck you for life, bro. I don't care how many times you apologize. At the same time, yeah, I can't accept an apology if you slap me in front of people. Yeah, nah. Once, once our beef reaches popular media, where it's like Joe Budden and Migos. If I'm Joe Budden, I'm never cool with them because they have niggas singing in the club uh, that I'm a pussy in a song. Now, uh, what is his name? Chris Rock got Twenty One Savage saying he would have slapped him with the stick. It's after that I can't fuck with you ever again because now niggas are singing this in the club. Yeah, it's just nah. No apology is gonna work, man. Will's just gonna have to eat that. Pause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, y'all know who Jeanette McGurdy is? Yeah. Uh, um, the girl from I got with the with the dead mom book. Yeah. Dead so, mom. Yeah. Dead yeah. mom book. Yeah. So she she made a book called uh, "Thank God My Mom Is Dead." Uh-oh. Um, I guess she suffered a lot of abuse on the hands of her mom. Like growing up in the entertainment business, her mom like was like forcing her to work, and then uh, she was on Red Table Talk this week where she talked about the book, and um, I she did like an excerpt from the book. I don't know if y'all know or not, but she dated uh Andre Drummond Andre. for a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So when she was dating Andre Drummond. Um, her mom like sent her a text saying like, "I can't believe you're dating that ogre of a man." I it like hurts me when I imagine like his penis going in you. Like it was weird, first of all, and she was calling her like fat and pudgy, and it was crazy. So I guess her and her mom had an abusive relationship. Uh, but I want to ask y'all about the book first of all. Like, the, of course, like the title. Do y'all feel like that was going too far? Saying I'm glad my mom is dead. When when the mom treats you like that, I don't think it's. I don't know how to best to say, it, but no, I don't think it went too far. I mean, if that's how she feels, that's how she can feel. I mean, it's even if she didn't treat her extremely poorly, if she just felt like my mom treated me poorly. You can be like, "I'm thank God my mom did." Mm. Yeah. Mm. Titles like mother and father, family. Yeah, they're they're given to you from the beginning, but if the behavior doesn't match behind it, it's it's it could really be fuck you. Yeah, and I I feel like that. I have no problem with her feeling that way. I I don't know if making that a title of a book. I don't know if I don't know if I do that just because there's other people that have relations with my mom that might, you know feel away who might be actually sad or actually mourning her um mm. 
So I, 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 that's the only problem I have with it because it's, it's a public thing and people can buy it, people can see it and, and really affect them that way. But I don't have a problem with her feeling that way, though. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask y'all for, about forgiveness because I, I think we got this whole thing with forgiveness. And I saw an angle that I never really saw before about forgiving moms. Like moms are forgiven a lot easier than fathers are. And it's because we have this whole thing of moms brought us into this world. Like we are supposed to have this eternal gratitude for that. And somebody broke it down. Like, nah, man, I like, I appreciate of you. You, of course you appreciate it. And I'm not speaking from my perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in general, um, you of course appreciate it, but it's still like, you still have to be a decent human being towards me. And I would even say it's I don't want to say people are more forgiving toward moms. I think they just have been given a better track record. What you mean? Like in general, they're just better yeah, parents. Not, okay. And not, not better parents, but it's um I don't know. It's if either one of the parent leaves, it's unfortunately usually the father. Like you don't have many I don't want to say you have many cases of bad parent or bad moms, but it kind of seems like that's how it's portrayed. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the track record, if you look at music, like Tupac was like, even though she was a crack fiend, she's still a black queen. It ain't nothing like that for fathers. Ain't nobody saying, hey, dad, you strung out on drugs, but you still my nigga and I want to give you hooks. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody Damn, saying that. that. <laughs> Niggas need that, man. Damn. All right, yeah. So I can see that. Um, but yeah, forgiveness is tricky, bro. Like, cause of course you, you kind of judge it. Cause in the back of my mind, even looking at this situation, I'm like, it was a time where this woman was taking care of Jeanette and making sure she survived and she had food and all that stuff. So at least a little bit of gratitude is owed okay. for that. Uh, I will say no, you can't choose to bring me somewhere and not and think that I'm supposed to give you gratitude for you doing what you're supposed to do and what comes with me being here. Like, at least from a parenting perspective, I I get parents to do things for their kids as they should, but it's like, you should do this. Like, you can't, in some sense, you can't be expecting me to have gratitude towards you because you made sure I had a roof over my head and food on the table. It's like, if you didn't think you couldn't do this, give me to somebody who can. Um, while I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I don't. Because you wouldn't be here without them. And I understand that that was their choice, mm-hmm. but now you're here. And right. now we're taking care of you and making sure you're good and making sure that you have the things you you need to enjoy life and to, you know, to because parenting is not just I'm coming home, put food on the table, da 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 da. While it may happen like that in some homes, mm-hmm. a lot of parents make go out of their way to make sure their child enjoys life and they is able to have fun and do things. And so I think we're overlooking that aspect of it while we're talking about like putting food on the table and taking care of the bills. Well, I guess more, I, I'm more so speaking for this situation. Like she shouldn't have to feel like, oh, you, she did these things for me when if you were more of a menace than you were a, like a, a good mother I can see why somebody would be like nah fuck that 
Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. Like, I don't know. I th- forgiveness is tricky. I, just, I feel like you ha- you don't have to forgive. You don't have to be open to it. But if you want to be, do it. But I guess it's not. It, it shouldn't be owed or bestowed upon somebody just because you are my parent. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Any final thoughts on that before we move on? Nah, man. I will. I hope um, Jeanette is doing good because it seems like she went through a lot. So, yes, it seems like she's in a better place. I mean, anytime you have a relationship, a relationship like that with your moms or any parent just in general, I think it, it could be trauma that lasts for a lifetime because I. From the, the interviews that I watched, it seemed like she was conflicted because the interviewer asked her, like, does she have any type of love for her mom? And she said she does. Like, she she wishes things were different, but it was just like so much stuff happened on, on the tail end of it mm-hmm. that kind of pushed her away that, you know, it's kind of hard to really have that type of love for her. So, yeah. I know. I'm pretty sure it can be conflicted. And it's got to be hard when you see people with good relationships with their mothers or anybody in their family. Yeah. Like it, it, that has to be, I don't want to say triggering, but that has to be a difficult pill to swallow just because like, damn, does it like what made it so difficult? Like, how did I get the bad one? Yeah. I saw, I saw that conversation happening too. A couple weeks ago, they were talking about like how parents uh, can like, you can have a child. Like say you have a kid, your parents are treat your kid way better than they treated you. <laughs> um, but we all know why that is. Like they don't have to spend 24 seven with that kid. And now they get a different when when parents get older, they see like the error in their ways and they get a different perspective on parenting and, you know, discipline and all that stuff because they they realize, like, did that really work? Like my kid still was going to be my kid. So I guess my question would be when. Is that a conversation that should be had beforehand? Because I guess when people say, oh, my parents treat my kid better than they treated me. It does sound like there's, I don't want to say there's some resentment there, but a little bit of resentment, I guess you could say. And if those, if their parents did over the years learn the error of their ways, realize they didn't have to go to some certain extremes, you know, all that type of stuff, would it be helpful or should they have a conversation where they sit down and say, listen, I know I did my best. I tried. Maybe some sort of things I could have done differently. And I apologize. And then apply the, these new teachings to the grandchild like does there need to be some sort of acknowledgement at least at least i guess um I'm, uh, that can ha- happen in like a perfect world or uh just a, a healthy relationship yeah i think mm-hmm. that conversation could happen uh but i think it all just comes down to you understanding the circumstance that your parents were in like yes you probably yeah the conversation would be nice but if you look back you realize that your parent was was going through a lot just trying to make it and you realize they humans just like you are and so putting yourself in their shoes in that circumstance you can see how they might be quick to react or they might want to do this because they were under the pressure of trying to survive and trying to make sure their kids survived so they might not have always made the right decisions but just having that understand understanding and that empathy for them, I think that you can just go forward and just realize like, hey, they they didn't always make the right decisions, but I knew at the end of the day they loved me and they want all they wanted was the best for me. 
Like now, every situation isn't like that. Some parents are demons. No, for real. Like some parents, I mean, it's yeah, just like, no, God no, damn, no. like, what was you doing? But I mean, I guess you have to be willing to even I would assume you have to even be willing to be that open minded and that uh, graceful and compassionate to be like they were just they just had shit going on. It was just really hard for them. They they really meant well. They just didn't know how to execute it. I'll be okay. Like that that would put a lot on you. On your shoulders, to be honest. No, I, mean, I think that I'm I'm at that phase in life now that I'm realizing I'm I'm learning to forgive everybody, not just parents, not just grandparents, not family, but friends and all that because I realized how how much I'm you know making mistakes, whether it's just in communication, whether it's like actual actions that I'm making mistakes on or I'm doing wrong in, and I want them to forgive me so. I need to have more grace for other people and for family and stuff like that. So I think it's just one of those things too. You have to really reach inside yourself and pull out like the empathy for people because you want them to have that same empathy for you. All right. So off that, I'm going to ask this. Have y'all reached the point where you decided to stop forgiving? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I have. Uh, what was that like? Like what, what was it like to get there? Cause I honestly, I feel like, Forgiving is a, um, a necessary attribute, I guess you can say, but also having that ability to be like, I'm done forgiving. It's also very important and it's a part of maturity and, and growing. Don't I kind of want to ex- explore what you said before. Okay. I feel like it's just realizing who people are like if. Yeah, you can keep forgiving, but if a person keeps, you know, making mistakes, that's just who they are at that, that point. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the, it's, it's no point of forgiving. It's just at this point, I'm just separating myself from you. I'm I'm putting distance, distance, <clears throat> as much distance as I can. You know what I'm saying? Like I could tolerate probably some moments from you, but for the most part, I'm good. I'm off that. I don't need to. I don't need the energy. I don't need you around. And, and forgiving is just at this point taking more energy from me that's needed. Yes. So I'm good. You see, I, I have a different and I, I completely I, I would say I agree with you to a certain extent, but I, I feel like forgiveness is different from me because I I won't give no names, but I have a friend that I feel like I wouldn't say was doing me wrong, but I felt like I didn't I gave them more of a friendship than they gave me. It was, it was more one sided. They could have yeah. done more. They could have showed up more. Yeah. yeah. And so. Anytime like something wrong would happen, like I would address it and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. But then they, you know, they might apologize or they might, you know, say, oh, my bad or whatever. And then they'll do it again. Or they just disappear. And, you know, every time niggas trying to kick it or whatever, I'm the one initiating it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like one sided. And so. I still forgive them for it. Uh, anytime they like something happened, I'll forgive them. But as I go on, I know what type of person that is. Mm-hmm. See, it's, go oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, but like going forward, like it's, you forgiving them still, like no matter what happened, if they want to reach out and apologize, I'll forgive them. But 
going forward, you know what type of person that is. So I just we just stop hanging with each other a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And now it's just like I see you when I see you. If you want to reach out and hang, yeah, that's cool. Like I, I, we'll hang out, or if the situation fits, we'll we'll kick it. But now I know what type of person it is. So it's just different. The the mm-hmm. the what's name is different. Um, no, I guess kind of a little piggyback off what Donald was saying. I realized that forgiveness, forgiving is more about you than it is the other person. And if I'm forgiving you, that means I'm pretty much allowing you to still have access to me or whatever I got going on in some capacity. Like, I don't, if I don't feel like I need that, I'm cool with not forgiving you. Like sometimes, I don't know. It's just more so for myself than anything. Like, I don't. If it feels like it's going to take me more to forgive you and everything that's going to come on the back end of that forgiveness isn't going to equate the effort that's going to take to even get to that point of forgiveness, mm-hmm. then sometimes you just got to say it is what it is. And I don't have to I don't have to hate you just because I don't forgive you or it is it is what it is. And now I'm more aware of the situation and what the dynamic is and what it needs to be. So I have to I have to do certain things for myself to make sure that I'm good before you're good. Yeah. I what what I would say to that is that I I what I said in the beginning is like I see how sometimes I make mistakes. I might not communicate with you sometimes. I might be, you know, in my own little zone, so sometimes I fail to reach out or they may feel like I don't reach out as much as I need to or whatever the case may be. I make a mistake or I do something wrong. And so I want them to have that same forgiveness. So the reason why I continue to forgive is just because I never want somebody, especially that I care about or I love or whatever the situation may be to just be like, you know what? I'm done with that person because we all still growing and maturing and evolving. And if I care about that person, then I never want them to feel at the point that, you know, no, I'm done with this person completely. Sometimes you got to let them feel that, though. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like forgiveness is, you know, it has to do with understanding. And if you keep doing shit and at this point I don't understand where it's coming from other than you just don't fuck with me. I feel like I can't forgive you because I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how a person can keep doing this. And if I can't understand it, fuck it. I'm, I'm no point of forgiving you. And it's like, I don't, I don't, sometimes you understand that you just, you really aren't shit. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it is what it is. Like you might see them treat other people poorly. It was like, no, nah, they never do me like that. Yeah. That's one thing I'm starting to recognize now too, as I get older, you really have to watch how friends and stuff like that treat other people because it, it's going to come to a time where y'all have a disagreement or whatever the case may be. Y'all might not be as solid as y'all always are or were at a one point mm-hmm. and the way they treat other people is the way they're going to treat you when y'all have a disagreement when y'all you know y'all not on the best of terms and so you, you really got to watch how friends family and uh, etc treat other people that they not on the same terms they with you on mm-hmm. so uh, yeah but any final thoughts on that I know we got a little sidetrack but any final thoughts on it before we move on all right uh quick story netflix is going away from from the streaming model they said they're gonna focus on more week-to-week releases is that a good move or bad move Hmm. it's annoying it's a 
it's potentially a bad move because I don't know if it's going to do what they think it's going to do. Like, I'm not watching, I'm not jumping on Netflix for a week to week show. I'll, at that point, I'll just have to wait a couple weeks and let it stack up more than anything. I can see what you're saying. Um, and I meant binge streaming. I think I just said streaming, but binge streaming model. Yeah. Um, where all the shows, all the episodes come out at one time. Um, I don't know. I, maybe because it's a mix right now that's happening. I like shows that I can just sit and like doing one sitting but i also i see myself liking like it's a, it's a few shows that have been dropping recently that have like the week to week like the lakers doc the mm-hmm. uh, the murder inc doc and it was another one that dropped week to week and i kind of like that like it, the lakers doc is making more of an impact now that i could just digest one episode at a time mm-hmm. um i mean i guess i'm not against it i'm just I understand why they do it because, like HBO, uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Rap Shadow, you know, Insecure, all was the week to week, which is perfectly fine. But if that's how you, I think it's a weird thing to shift midway through. Okay. And like, if this is what you were go- doing previously, then it's perfectly fine. But to to say all of a sudden, oh, now we're gonna switch it up, so we're not doing this with every show. I don't need that with every show. Some shows just need to be put out in full and let the people digest it because also it's netflix like netflix what's a netflix original show that they that you would even want to watch on a week-to-week basis stranger things will work I, yeah i feel like a couple of shows would work squid games i feel like if i feel like ozark if it was week to week people would be down with it um, I, I wasn't necessarily well i don't want to say that because when they did the not the circle uh Love is Blind, they would do mm-hmm. like the, a batch the first yeah. two, the first week, then a batch the second week, and then like something after. I'm okay with that. But I don't know if I necessarily want shows to be dragged out from one lump sitting to now I gotta wait three months to get through it. Yeah, I um I think like you said it works with certain shows. Like the show that Donna was telling me about Mo, I sat and watched that in one sitting and I think that was perfect. I don't know if that'll mm-hmm. be a show that I'll go to every week and be like, oh, I gotta watch this week's episode. Um it's same thing with uh there was another show that I just watched in one sitting. I can't think of it right now. Oh, this fool. Uh the show on Hulu. Um, I think the shows like that, like I'm cool with that just dropping at one time and you know, you enjoying it at your leisure. Uh, but I do kind of miss like week to week television, bro. Cause I think that the conversation is lost because we don't know what part everybody is on. Now I can't talk about the show cause somebody might be on episode one and shit like that. When it's week to week, I know everybody needs to be done with this episode by at least Wednesday. Yeah. But I think with those week to week shows, the good ones, the fanfare is again. I think we talked about this last week. The fanfare is so heavy. You know, you know what your window is before getting spoiled. Mm. I just don't like maybe maybe Stranger Things, but I don't even feel like Stranger Things is one of those shows where people would be pressed on a week to week basis to not. I mean, I guess you don't want the spoilers, but I know me personally, I wouldn't run to Stranger Things to avoid spoilers. I don't have that much Stranger Things commentary on my timeline. Mm. That's right. That's right. So I think it, it just varies. Don't go ahead, my boy. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 
I'm more interested to see why. I'm I'm guessing this has something to do with them bringing ads on and getting like Hulu and HBO Max. I I, I would think if you tune into a particular show week to week, they probably for the ads that they are going to put up, you'll probably see more ads than if you just watch the show all the way through. So I'm thinking that's their angle. Yeah. Really wouldn't have too much to do with us. It's just more about them trying to get about the current hole they're in. Yeah. They're in a bad hole right now. <laughs> and, if they, and if they keep raising these prices, that's, we just going to let Hulu go or Netflix go. Yeah. Cause pe- people, t- what is it now? Like 19? Yeah. Shit, get out of it, bro. Yeah, I haven't had a uh, Netflix in a while, dog. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. But I do I agree with y'all. Definitely the week by week, I like it for the conversational part of it. Um, but there definitely are some shows that you're just like, man, let me just get this shit through. So it really depends on the content, I feel. Yeah. Um did y'all watch the Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell and AP fight yesterday? Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I said, yeah, I said the clip. My nigga. That, I think that's why I, it'd be random weekends where you just like, like not doing nothing and then some random bullshit comes on. That was my random bullshit yesterday, bro. I turned that on. It was just hilarity, bro. This, first of all, the fight was horrible until like, I think it was like the fourth round because they was legit just doing what I would do if I had to fight AP. Just run around in circles and do random jabs <laughs> to the to the midsection and just try to stay away from this nigga. That's what they were doing for the whole fight, both of them. But when when Le'Veon caught that nigga, bro, <laughs> bro, that nigga eyes rolled back to the back of his head, bro, like he was the Undertaker, dog. <laughs> dog. Man, <sighs> that shit was honestly crazy. part of that was sad because like I was like, look at what y'all doing. But also, I was like, clearly this must mean like. Le'Veon Bell should probably still be in the league. Yeah, both yeah, of them looked very it, much in shape, bro. From that clip, it looked like what? What was this on? What? What was? Was uh, they, were they the main card? No, they were the uh, the second, the second. Well, not, I don't know what to the the first undercard, the the mm-hmm. one right before the main event. No, no, no. Actually, they were the third because it was AP and Le'Veon and Nick Young and this random YouTuber, and then the main card were like these two YouTubers that actually take boxing seriously. Okay. Yeah, I ended up not watching that, but yeah, the, I saw they only sold two hundred tickets for the event. Yeah, the shit was Damn. empty, bro. Yeah, the shit was empty. I said it was a twenty twenty two thousand seat venue. Yeah. Oh man, it was sad, bro. But yeah, it, like when he got hit, it's like the ready to rumble, bro. When you get that final E and rumble, <laughs> but it was, instead it's like CTE and shit. <laughs> get the final E. <laughs> I think his son cheered a little louder when he got rocked. Bro. Oh, God. Come yeah. on, man. I saw somebody saying his wife was at the crib playing like celebratory music. I was like, ah, oh, y'all police, man. But yeah, he got rocked, bro. And then the Nick Young fight. That was just a mess, bro. Nick Young legit fight like Afro Thunder, bro. <laughs> I, I thought that shit got canceled. I didn't know it was uh back on. I thought I saw something about it being canceled. No, nah, they they just replaced it with uh oh. blue, they replaced Blueface with the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Yeah, he was supposed <laughs> to fight Blueface. Um, but yeah, the Nick Young, bro, he fights so fluky, and it's just like this nigga to be an NBA player. This nigga's body is just weird, bro. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> 
What you about to say? I was going to say he Nick's Nick Young's on court presence was very lackadaisical. Yeah, which it makes sense why he transitioned into the ring, but he definitely got his uh post post NBA body. Yeah, uh, who was that? Who said they people got blackballed and they need to be back in the league? Nick, yeah, Nick Young not making it back to the league. Yeah. <laughs> bro, this Bears game about to be filthy. I mean, these niggas out shirtless in the rain and shit. What the fuck going on out there? It's, it's no, this weather's trash. It's psychological warfare. I don't know why people in the NFL act like we don't think grown men can get cold. Bro, this shit is crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that whole fight was crazy. This nigga Nick Young got hit out the ring. It was just nuts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Oh, no, I got <laughs> And then he was trying to fight Buddy a- after the fight. Like it was just crazy, dog. Yeah, they, somebody was like, he got knocked out the ring. Was trying to sell a flagrant too. <laughs> Bro, yeah, it was just horrible, dog. Dog, uh, getting knocked out the ring. <laughs> it was worth watching though, because especially if you didn't have shit to do, like if you put this on you, I was dying laughing. Because the. I Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was like, the, the announcers were so disappointed in everything that was happening. They were like, all right. <laughs> What's going on here, man? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Go ahead. I need to know. I was going to say, I need to, I need another weekend like that so I can watch those Boosie movies. Oh, shit. I, I need, I need to watch movies. the live concert, the live album, and I need to watch that Waterboys movie. Boosie just did something this week. I forgot what it was, but I wanted to talk about it, but I forgot what it was. Um, O Block was sold, man. Uh, what is it called? What's the actual name? Parkway Gardens. Parkway Gardens. Yeah, Parkway Gardens. The the infamous neighborhood in Chicago projects. Uh, projects in Chicago were sold this week. Uh, they're talking about relocating everybody to different parts of the city, which we know that never goes well because when we were in high school, they were doing that to projects. And we had niggas coming that were in all types of gangs to the name, you know, to the suburbs okay. and shit. You shouldn't say it like that because you sound like you were shook. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, they was bringing gangs I never heard of to the suburbs, bro. <laughs> all types of niggas should show up. Bro, and I lived in the city, but still, it was just like when they came out to the suburbs. The real city? Yeah, bro. Yeah, they was in like the, that was like the. No, actually, I lived like by the by the shit, but yeah, I didn't live in baby. the shit. <laughs> yeah, you. There was real trench babies. Yeah, but um, but yeah, when they came out to the suburbs, they was trying. They had shit to prove. Uh, so yeah, that's what they gonna do <laughs> now. I guess they gonna move them to the suburbs and shit. How do y'all feel about that? First of all, man, keep them niggas away from me. <laughs> <laughs> they better not bring them anywhere near me. But it's it's messed up. Who do you know who bought it? Uh, no. But I know they're about to gentrify that shit. Yeah, that's not. I uh, I mean, I don't know how I feel. It's so many factors that go into that. It um, because they were the, the people are losing their lives there as well. So sometimes you feel like, all right, maybe it is better if you kind of. Separate. Have people, yeah, separate them a little bit, but also it's like fucked up. That's family, that's friends, that's people. You know, you you depend on. It, it's a tough situation. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that one. Yeah, I think. I mean, because we know what well, we don't know, but we can imagine what the living conditions are for those housing projects. Like it's they're not up to date. They're not. They don't go in and refurbish. They don't. It's it's so it's almost you you would think that 
these might be better experiences like to go I guess you think as you're going to the like a, the different suburb you can probably be in something nicer but I guess if they're still in the same situation it's just you're not really looking to aid them you're just dispersing them so you're not really looking to provide that assistance that they would need anyway so yeah it's it's difficult yeah i watched the oblock documentary this week on youtube which was pretty good by the way i would recommend watching it it's low low production quality but it, it yeah, kind of ex- <laughs> yeah it kind of explained everything going on and like the main characters and everything um but it's just like bro you see that shit it's like hamsterdam bro it's just putting a whole bunch of niggas that struggling that you know hate each other in the same place and a whole bunch of violence and mainly kids bro you see these kids dying it's like 16 17 18 and so um i'm kind of glad they got rid of it because it's, it's become like a tourist attraction like you saw steven jackson coming talking about i just pulled up to old block I'm like why are you there <laughs> what what need do you have to be to be there bro I don't want to be there if I live there. So why people like Takashi pulled up at like four o'clock in the morning and talking about he outside old block and shit like that. So it's not, it's, I, I never got that, uh, it being a tourist attraction, but I don't, I don't like that. They dispersing all them people throughout the city either. And I feel weird saying that because, you know, I feel like they, I feel like I'm saying that they like dispersing villains or some shit. Like they just release Arkham out on the city and shit. <laughs> but it's just like that's what's gonna happen. We've lived it before, bro. When they start knocking down projects, like when we were little, you saw niggas come out to Dalton, Riverdale, uh, Harvey. You know, they got uh, uh, they got to find some balance. They got to send them to like some of the north suburbs. <laughs> oh boy! Because they always only go south. Some of the bowling broken shit. <laughs> bowling broke cracking. Yeah, some of the Lincolnshire. <laughs> Lincolnshire. Run them off, off into Evanston. <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't know, bro. Like it's it's kind of it's always difficult talking about it because part of me wants to recognize how be- because we all know the city is beautiful it's filled with beautiful people it has its pockets of death destruction and all that sh- shit like that that we have to recognize and acknowledge but it's just like how do you deal with it bro the 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 solution isn't locking up people and you know just throwing away the key and just trying to keep people in certain pockets because I think that's what led to this in the first place is the red line and the segregation like putting all these poor black people in one area all the poor uh, Latin people in one area and then now it's just like a war zone and just a cycle of poverty and all that stuff but now that you're spreading them out with no plan I feel like there's just no plan in place mm-hmm you just spreading people out to different pockets of the city that they probably beefing with, with factions of gangs that they probably beefing with, and now it's just war in those parts of the city. So um, I don't know where it was where I heard this or I saw it, and it could be one hundred percent inaccurate. But they were just saying that most of the beef, I guess you could say, is more just like around the neighborhoods because you're not going to run. If you in Inglewood, you're not going to go all the way to, I don't know. I guess you could just go to Beverly, but 
you might you might not go all the way to the east side. You might not go to South Shore just because you got tension over there. Like that's a commute. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe spreading them out will help. I guess I don't want to say stop it, but if you're if the person you beefing with isn't all, already around the corner, it's isn't it easier to stay out of beef? Maybe, or maybe just get into it with some beef with some some suburb niggas. <laughs> because kids gonna be kids regardless. Like kids don't stop getting on, yeah. Kids don't stop getting in bullshit just because they move to the suburbs. It's yeah. just now you evolve and now you got these suburbs kids that's trying to prove themselves, and they trying to prove themselves to the city kids. Well, I remember when they brought Renegade out there, man. <sighs> yeah, bro. Now everybody claiming it, and it's like, what y'all doing, bro? You grew up in a nice home, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um. Okay, you know what? Uh, I don't know if we have time for this. I'll make it quick. Hmm. I was watching a little bit of um, The Pivot was on Cam Newton's Funky Friday podcast or whatever. Hmm. And there was a point where they were discussing um, Cam Newton going to Fred Taylor's house at some point his freshman year of college at Florida and just kind of seeing what was going on. Um, And they they got to a point of discussing how, you know, they had some of them had Pell Grants. And Ryan Clark was like, I didn't have one of those. And for a time, like, oh, yeah, you know, he had the silver spoon. He came from, you know, a good household. He was like, no, my dad worked two jobs. Like, I just, I saw what hard work was. I just, I wasn't, I didn't need that. And if there was less of, I guess, I think it's just black people are, again, we we suffer in this cycle where um, we're the only ones that think if you don't financially struggle, that you had it good and everything was easy. When... I think the sooner we can shake from that, the better we'll be overall. Mm. No, I I I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree because I think the parents had that mindset too. Like, if you look at like rich parents, it's some parents that think like, yeah, we got all this money, but we need our kids to, to struggle because then they they'll see what like hard work takes you just because that's what they had to do. Yeah, and I I don't but when they do when they say that I don't necessarily think they mean like. Oh, you have to have five dollars in your bank account. It's like you, you, you. Everybody needs some life hardships, I would think, to allow you to kind of develop that you can overcome things. I don't think those hardships necessarily have to be financial. True. Like if if you say you're a parent of a rich student or you're rich and you have kids, maybe they don't get into their top school. But it's like, hey, if you continue to do this and you work harder in a year, you two years, you can go there if you want to. Like, that's a hardship that I think is important. But for me, it was just, I guess, more so it was interesting to see that even at his older age of I don't know how old Fred Taylor is, but I'm assuming he's 40 plus. Mm. He would still say that somebody has had a silver spoon and they had it easy just because in whatever year it was, they didn't have a, have to have a Pell Grant. Yeah, and I think that's that's just our mind state in general. Like I remember, and it's I'm not joking when I say this. What like when you making music or rapping, you like what do you rap about? Especially being like where we from, it's just like we ain't had no crazy hard lives, bro. Like what do I rap about? Mm-hmm. And it's just like if or just take it off rap. If a documentary was to come out on me, say I made it big, what would my life story be? Do I have any I don't have any like crazy poverty I had to overcome like we didn't have the most money, but it wasn't like I was worried about like eating or nothing like that. 
but I would say you would you would probably put in there you could you could say you had hardships. Oh yeah, no. Are I, you in in for oh, sure, man. but I'm I'm talking about like if you you've seen documentaries where it's just like this nigga was running from wild like molesters every day and fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, like some crazy ass shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like some shit that's just like it's like god damn, this nigga had a crazy life. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I don't have that story, bro. I went to school. I, you know, we didn't have the most money, but we made it work and I graduated. I didn't kill nobody. I never really had nobody around me killed. Like that type of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like when people see that, they like, oh, well, he pre- he lived pretty much a, a solid life, like a decent life compared to other people. Like it's other people mm-hmm. that, God damn, like, I don't know how you made it type stories. And those are I the mean, ones we like the most. Yeah, I mean that's always the case, but I mean I guess it's just like what I guess in a music sense it's hard to not compare, but it's also it's like we ain't got to compare. You just got to. I think it's you have to get good at storytelling. Is and maybe that's the misconception that you need to have like a traumatizing story to tell. And I think having that makes it easier. But if you're just a good storyteller, you can tell a good story. Yeah, it's like the LeBron versus uh. Steph LeBron was sleeping on coaches couches he came up from the mud mm-hmm. Steph's dad was in the NBA he had money his yeah. whole life but in his his perseverance story it just it's different yeah, it comes from being small yeah and I think both are important because both are going to connect and resonate with different individuals but at the same time it still comes down to like struggle because even even it's his dad being in the league his dad couldn't put in the call and be like yo make him send him to a good school like he was getting snubbed in some sense mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like honestly Steph's going through his hardships uh, right, right now, now. <laughs> <laughs> with what his dad doing <laughs> he gonna throw that in the <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. It's it's definitely. Bef- I don't think Steph has ever said, "Stop testing me, Lord." <laughs> man, I don't know. I gotta be hard when your parents divorce when you like what? How old is Steph? Like thirty two, thirty three? It's just like, man, y'all been together all this time. Like, what are y'all doing for real? See, I'm public. I think that's what makes it. Yeah, I'm always indifferent about it. Should be harder when your parents are older, but I. I guess I'm a bit different. I just feel like you you have more experience, so you kind of understand more of the rockiness of it than as a child. That's from my outside perspective. Yeah, my parents divorced when I was very little. I don't remember. So I think it was, I mean, obviously I don't remember it. So, uh, but for me, like if my parents was being together or being married, it's all I knew, it would throw me off because I'm like, uh, this is weird. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I don't know. Uh, but before we get off the O block, I just wanted to ask y'all one question. Um, in in the classic sense of like the chicken or the egg, what do y'all feel like happened first? Do y'all feel like DJ Academics led to the the rise in like this quote unquote Chirac era type thing, or do y'all feel like the the crime and the stuff that was happening in the city led to DJ Academics? Because that was like the big debate. I seen some a rapper named Buka having an interview on uh, Jay Hill. I want to say it was podcast, and he said that the the crime led to DJ Academics and not vice versa. 
Damn, that's kind of tough. Because I, mean, I didn't, I, think, okay. I didn't know about DJ Academics' link to uh, Chirac until after, like it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was doing that. Um, but if that if that's where majority of people first got wind of him, I could see that point for sure. And this is all post music because I mean the music would would be first, right? Yeah, the um so the it was it was on a base level. So I think before academics came out, it was just like Keith. You got a little bit of Reese, a little bit of uh Dirk is not really at the like at the height. He's like one of the lower characters at this point. Mm-hmm. Um but you, you don't really have all everybody. I mean Louie was there before everybody. Um but you got the characters that we know, not everybody um, else knows. Uh, I guess more so for the drill music. I mean, because without the drill music, there would would there have really been a spotlight on the crime or anything for DJ Academics to spotlight? I don't know, but in that same sense, I don't think that the spotlight wouldn't be there without DJ Academics. I'm one of those people that blame DJ Academics for for everything getting as big as it was. Like, I know he didn't cause them to do that. And that's one of the things that the rapper uh, said in his interview. He was like, look, if y'all putting this on the Internet, if y'all got two ops beefing with each other on the Internet, that's just content from him. He didn't make y'all do that. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, I think you have a responsibility to. Try to not spark this up or not inf- inflame this, this whole thing. And I think yeah. DJ and, Academics was responsible for that. And now that I think about it, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I, I I guess I agree with your thing. I, I, I Maybe I'm just unaware of how many people were actually paying attention to the war on Chirac at its peak. Yeah. And, and being unaware of that might be skewing my perspective a little bit. Yeah, I think it helps build the career of people like Adam 22. Even Adam, like Adam, what license does Adam 22 have to be speaking on any of this? And he can bring, he can do the whole, I'm oblivious to it. I just want to have y'all alone so I can learn angle that he wants. All, he can do that all he wants to, but you know why he's doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he and you see the right after I don't you know even we we know about what's going on there. We're from there, and we choose to stay out of it. We don't talk about it like that. We don't talk about like the main plot lines. We choose to stay out of it because it's nothing. To, we have nothing to do with that, and we don't want to get involved with that shit. But mm-hmm. these white academics, first of all, who's in like a bunker somewhere, uh, like apart from everything. And Adam 22, who's white, so we know he's never going to get touched. Uh, they choose to be like the main players and having people on that weeks later get killed and shit. It's just like they they don't feel that, bro. I think that's just a person thing. Like you, you it, I would personally feel like you. it feels kind of corny reporting on. One, I'm not a news reporter, but reporting on crimes and things that are going on to real people in real neighborhoods when I'm nowhere involved in it, it seems messy. Mm. Like as a, from as a character, not even a character, like as a characteristic, as a person, like I don't want to be sitting around 
being all gossipy about it. It mm-hmm. feels very gossipy. Mm-hmm. So, so I, don't, I don't know. This is a personal thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to touch on that for a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> just a few quick stories before we get to music. Florida teacher got arrested for twerking on a student. Um, should they got arrested or is it? I understand getting fired, but you no, get arrested man. for twerking on student, man. Yeah, sexual assault, uh, yeah. right? Was okay, that, I understand. Is it. that what they say? I just want to see what 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 we were feeling. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't you, have charged her. But, <laughs> nah, what 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 uh, what school was this? Not like what school, but like what, what middle school, high school? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that down. But oh, okay, it, yeah, just no, type no, in Florida. They, t- oh, it's Florida teacher twerking on student. They 100% probably should have got arrested. I don't know, man. That's nasty. It's like, nasty, what? but arrested? Nah. You you shouldn't be twerking on a 12-year-old. Even playfully. Nah. In school? Stop it. Yeah, because a, a male teacher cannot playfully do anything in that way to any of them kids. Yeah, yeah a male teacher playfully grinding behind their... Yeah, I, I don't want to think about that's that. That's what I'm saying. Get that. We'd be like, "Hey, get the stones for that nigga." Stones, yeah. <laughs> we we'll heat up the stones for that nigga. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, we'll we'll skip that one. Uh, a preacher said, "As a man, you should not have a bun in your head, or like your hair in a bun." Did y'all see that video? No. What's what's good with these preachers, bro? They just getting their head off. Yeah, like <laughs> where in the Bible is, you can't have a hair in a bun, dog. This is, I'm more here. I'm here more for the. I think that it's time because preachers have have always held this position as if they're flawless, mm-hmm. and they be fucking up. But we just for some reason think they gotta hide it. Like let's let them show their flaws and let there be flawed preachers. Everybody's fucked up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this week I learned that Romeo from Imp- Immature why he wore his eye patch. Did y'all see that story? What you be watching? Where do you see this? <laughs> I don't know what I was watching actually. I think I was on Twitter, but uh, I guess Brandy threw a book at his eye and fuck like his eyeball fell out. Oh, what? Yeah, Brandy, Brandy. Yeah, Brandy. Okay, Brandy there's something. no way this happened and Brandy didn't get sued. <laughs> No, because they told it. B2K told it on a. Uh, it was another podcast they were on, and they was like, "Yeah, uh, Brandy threw a book at him, and like his eye like fell out, like his cornea detached or whatever. His eye fell out, and um, Chris Stokes came in the room like, what's going on?' And they ended up having to tell him, and they rushed him to the hospital. And you know, I think his eye is straight now, but for a while he had to with that eye patch, which led to their success because niggas thought they were edgy because oh. this, this nigga had an eye patch. Oh. Think, eye, patches, eye patches have never been edgy. That sounds like a straight statement from Randy. Right. Which in then turn, let right. them be. All I did was give him a little edge. And the craziest thing is they later, uh, her and Romeo later went on to work on a song called Look Down On Me, which is very ironic. Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, hey, blessings that he's able to look down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could wear like normal sunglasses and shit now. So salute. Oh, yeah. no, uh, Little Mermaid trailer came out. Hey, I'm, I think that might be the first like Disney animated whatever live action thing that might be straight, bro. Like I, I watched it. it Get me. I ain't gonna lie. Her voice was 
on point. Yeah, no, she she sounded like she was killing that shit, bro. <laughs> uh, and last thing for music is Atlanta niggas are up in arms because they put Rotimi in a hype video. No, they're right about that. They they should be upset. That's not even about yeah. Don't put him. Don't, why would the Atlanta Falcons of all people call Rotimi for their hype song? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Is he even from Atlanta? <laughs> I want to say no. Anything like Jersey? I think so. Wait, why did they choose this nigga? <laughs> I don't know. It's so many Atlanta artists, bro. Even if y'all on a budget, get rich homie Quan or some shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody said it could just be they're afraid that they all gonna get caught up in a Rico. Thing. <laughs> they bring the Falcons in on the Rico. <laughs> but no, it's it's absurd. He can't do that. Man, you, Ro Timmy can't be making hype songs. <laughs> He's the last nigga to get me hyped. <laughs> I know, bro. We speaking as black people. I know white people. Like, who the fuck is this nigga, bro? <laughs> bro, they could have got Big Boy. It's so many people from Atlanta. They could have got, bro. Oh man, that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's get into music real quick, man. Uh, it was a lot of projects that actually came out this week. I guess we could start at the the biggest one. It probably would be uh, Ari Lennox, H Sex Location. Uh, her second album. Um, what y'all feeling about this woman? Damn. I'll listen uh, to her first. <laughs> I got to the Lucky Day song, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was it was it was okay for for the songs I heard. I didn't like that Lucky Day song. What I thought it was just. I, I I don't know if I I like I, it was cringy to me a little bit. Are you are you not saying the title on purpose or are you do you not know the title? No, I, well it, it's boy bye. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's what ruined the song for me. She said it so many. It was just I, I didn't I didn't like it. It's not a song I want to hear again. Um, but the rest of the songs were cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. And like that much a fan of the whole package. I, I feel like I like the EP a little bit more, mm-hmm. but um, it, it, it was cool. It, it wasn't it wasn't trash or nothing. Man, I thought this album was really good. I really like this album, bro. Especially "Boy Bye," and that's the craziest thing. And I hate saying that title, but why do y'all feel weird saying "Boy Bye"? Uh, it sounds sassy, bro. <laughs> Boy Bye. Boy Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I I really liked it. I I didn't really delete or skip any too many songs. I like Boy by. I really liked Leak It, the song with Chloe until Chloe got on there. Um, And that's no disrespect to Chloe. She did alright, but I don't think it really fit the song. Um, Yeah, but other than that, really don't have no bad things to say about it. It's it's definitely something I'm going to run back. Uh, See, I need to do it. uh, I need to listen to it again a little bit. I got mostly through it, didn't finish it. I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to allow myself to be more open-minded with Ari lately. Um, I think it's maybe part of it's just the thing that she sings about mm-hmm. is what I wish would be different. Like, it's it, it's really bad where it's like, man, I just want her to get a successful or happy relationship so she can, like, make happier songs about shit. 
I don't know. It's it's something. I'm gonna give it a go again. Like the some of the songs didn't sound bad, but some of them definitely had me very much annoyed. Like I, I hate that hoodie song. Yeah, I'm not a big hoodie fan. <laughs> that shit is is no. But that pressure is just special. Yeah, pressure? I like pressure. So it, it's I'm I'm a little unbalanced, but I know it's I'm gonna give it another go. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I guess we'll get us a number since it's a big release. What do you, What are y'all giving it? I gotta give it an incomplete. I, I didn't. I have to. I have to give it an unbiased. I really can't tell if I hate it or if I like it. Yeah, I didn't even finish it, um, so I feel like I'd be wrong to give it a score. I give it a seven five. Seven five. May I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it an eight, but seven five is. It's a. It's a good project to me. So it definitely gonna run it back. Uh, I, for some reason, this nigga is the most hated nigga on the internet. I, I it's surprising to me because I really enjoy his music, but nah, demons protected by angels, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what number album this is. Maybe a six or fifth somewhere right now. Uh, what what's your thoughts on it? Uh, shit, I liked it. I mean, I'm a fan, so I'm going. Uh, he hasn't really served up anything that I'm like, nah, this ain't it. Um it's now at his best, but nah. there's definitely some songs I could, you know, go back to. I really mess with Baby. I feel like the songs with Uzi were both good. Uh the song with Don Tolliver, Last of the Mohicans. Focus on Gunner too. Yeah. That actually I like I kinda like most of the stuff on here. It's just um just it's not as good at his Old stuff, yeah. yeah. I feel like he just makes really good vibey music, which is not a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. He serves his purpose to me. Like I don't never put him in a little top rapper category at all. But he's just like one of those artists that you understand what you're gonna get from him, and it's gonna be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I can't think of somebody else like that. But it's, it's just like I'm not expecting the world from this this dude. Like I know he's not gonna deliver no classic shit. He, although he has some songs that I will run back a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it was pretty, it was pretty solid to me. I, I ain't really have a problem with it. So. Yeah, I, I like it, and, and he's low key funny. You be saying some <laughs> some random shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> On the last song, he said he put. They put his whole boy's uh, Maybach inside an ambulance. I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and that, uh, what's that song he's talking about? Demons in My Cup or some shit like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. But yeah, I fuck with Nas. It was, it was pretty solid. Uh, these other ones I didn't get to yet, but I, I have planned. I want to see if y'all listen. Uh, John Legend dropped an album called Legend. Anybody check that out? I would no never. way in hell. I would never. Hey man, John Legend be having some shit on some of his albums, bro. I can't get through it. I'm, I'm looking at the features though. These features is interesting. I'm telling you that last that last album he had a Lucky Day song that was fire, and he had a song with a uh, it was a uh, Afrobeats artist that was fire too. So. I would just prefer somebody point me to the good songs. Don't don't make me look for them. That's all. Oh, ain't this a double disc? Oh no, yeah, yes. no, I'm not going through. And they got a John Legend Sweetie song. No, I'm good. John Legend <laughs> Sweetie song. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> we got a John Legend Rhapsody song on here. Yeah, yeah they doing up. Yeah, no, just point me in the right direction. <laughs> um, who else dropped? Uh, Black Soprano Family. That's uh, Benny the Butcher. Conway and all them. Yeah. So anybody listening to this? Um, no, I didn't no. know that drop. 
I might listen to it though. Yeah, it's called Long Live DJ Shay. Um, got a few songs from Butcher, Benny the Butcher, Westside. Got a few on here. Uh, pretty much all the the musty niggas. <laughs> um, what else dropped? Yeet dropped Life. Anybody check that out? Man, I I try, bro. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga's garbage, bro. Man, he sounds like. All the worst parts of Playboy Cardi. I can't. I can't do it. This ain't for me, man. Yeah, I, I can't get into him, bro. I'm sorry. That's that's some young nigga shit. And I said I'd never be one of them niggas that's like I count out somebody because, like, because I feel like it's just too young for me. I just the sound is just different. But his sound is just not. It, it don't hit for me. So, uh, Rosalia dropped Moto Mommy Plus. I don't know if y'all big Rosalia people. Is that Travis Scott Rosalia, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Higher in the room remix check. Yeah. Uh, nobody checked that out. Nah. nah. Okay. And Young Boy dropped Reeler too early in the week. I haven't gotten to that yet. He needs to chill out on the music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is he just trying to get out of his contract? No, nah, he's out. He's independent right now. Oh, okay. Oh, so, he about to eat. Yeah, so that maybe that's why he's just trying to collect the bread or whatever, but Jesus Christ. Like but uh any singles. We talked about two of the singles earlier. We got a Roddy Rich. Oh, with uh G Herbo and, and uh dude from Cleveland. Uh why not just call him? uh Doughboy. Doughboy, yeah. Yeah. It sounded decent from the snippet. I didn't I didn't check it out though. Was it decent? I'm going to have to listen to it again. I'm still... Roddy Mitch, Rich still might be in that mid-tier right now. Oh, that hurts <laughs> my heart, bro. Because yeah, that I, nigga... I re-listened to... Uh, what's uh, Please excuse me for being antisocial. Mm-hmm. And, bro... That might be top five of this last decade, bro. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. That was a very good album. It almost felt like an uh, instant classic. Yeah, man. But uh, any other singles that we missing? Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. The, we got the FNF remix. Is that the one with Sweetie? She's not mm-hmm. on it. She she got her verse didn't make it. What? Her verse didn't make it. God yeah. damn! How you not making a glow real song? Sweetie it, it was the dumps, a, it was a, No, it was something I saw. I forgot what happened. But who's this hick kid? Is he is he on the song or is he the he producer? He's the producer. Okay, he said something about Sweetie's verse. I didn't. I, I just saw it briefly. I didn't read into it, but I guess it was a big thing. But her verse did leak, but she ain't make it. This was just Lotto and JT. Oh, okay. That sounds like a Meg fun really combination. Need, yeah, this Meg really needs to be on this, but it's whatever. Yeah, I would have liked Meg on there. Uh, Bryson Tiller dropped a single called Outside. He did. I didn't. I I started. I didn't finish it. I I heard the snippet and I was like, <laughs> the weight sample. The sample know. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to hear this. <laughs> I might wait for the album for that. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that that doesn't sound like a good mix to me. Yeah. Uh, ESTG put out another single from his album. That I think drops next week. Yeah. That was that future song. Did, yeah. Did yeah. y'all listen to it? Shooting myself. Yeah. That was a weird. That was the the way that song was laid out was so weird. It it went hard, but it seemed like it was a future song for a little bit. And then ESTG was like, "All right, let me get to 
Get the glass version. Yeah, I was like, is you know what? I had the same experience. I was like, is this when when Future just kept saying I shoot it myself and it was just like open pockets. I was like, what is this happening right now? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I think it'll probably it didn't sound terrible, but I think it'll sound better hopefully in sequence. But we'll see. Um, uh, what's that nigga's name from Detroit? Uh. Big Sean, he dropped uh, Detroit finally on DSPs and said more music is coming from 2088, which he, uh, please, please, I pray he don't, dude. Please don't drop that shit. You didn't like the first album? Nah, that shit was trash to me, bro. I thought it was uh, uh, YG dropped a new single from his album coming out, I think next week or the week after? Uh, the 30th, I think. 30th, okay. Yeah, so uh, the week after, called Alone. The single is called Alone. Anybody check that out? I did. You said um, you liked it, right? I mean, I think it's a, it's a it's a different record for him for sure. It's not terrible. It just takes some adjusting to get to with knowing it's him. Yeah, YG lost the uh, single privilege privileges with me. I gotta listen to the album, so I listen. Yeah, this, to this is in his introspective bag. Okay. Uh, outside of that, I'm looking here. Do we have any more? Willow dropped an album called Curious and Furious. Um, I think niggas are sleeping on that one Willow song that, uh, the pop, real popular one on social media. Uh, wait a minute, I want to say it's called. I've never even heard it. That's like a classic, dog. Wait a minute. <laughs> that shit go crazy. I ain't gonna this yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like Willow is, is she just scares me, man. I don't know. <laughs> like her, her album titles are a little too on the nose. <laughs> it was, was like coping mechanism. I'm like, all right, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing, man? You all right? Yeah. So uh, outside of that, this is one dude that I wanted to shout out. Uh, his name is Rundown Chopper Boy, and he got a song called Rule Book. Hey. This young ignorance is getting there, bro. Check it out. Yeah, check it out, bro. Check it out on TikTok first, because that's the only place where the video lives for some reason. And that's where I kind of ran across it. And I was like, this is this is going to be big. This song is going to be big. He got to make a video for it, though. Um, I haven't seen a video as of yet for it. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Nigga said that uh, Trippy Red looked like a gothic goat. Um, that had me laughing this week. So, <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> so, uh, outside of that, man, let's get into shout outs. Uh, uh, don't know what you got, man. I'm gonna shout out the Chicago Bears, man. Let's get it, man. I think, I think at the max, we we can win uh, six games this year. I said seven, man. So you close? You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's possible. Let's let, let's go out here. Let's you know show them that you know. Yeah, we tanking, but you know we we can still steal some shit from y'all. Yeah, so oh, we gonna see. This rain is bullshit. I wanted to see them with a clear, uh, a clear field, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see what you got, bro. Uh, shout out to the Chicago Sky. They they lost to the Sun, but oh, that shit was um, did you watch that yeah, shit? I did. They definitely got lemon boot. Man, <laughs> they went on a 15 0 run to end the game. She got nasty. God, damn. Yeah, I don't want to be racist, but we got to get rid of them white girls, bro. 
They was just jacking up shit. And it, it was missing every time. I'm like, bro, if y'all don't give it to Chris, uh, not Chris Paul. Uh, that that's the real CP3. Candace Parker. Candace yeah, Parker. Don't do this. The real no, CP3 is Candace no, Parker. Uh, <laughs> or uh, Kalia Copper and get out the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, that shit was disappointing. Candace Parker. Uh, they said five of their six. They're missing. They're gonna potentially have five. Uh, Unrestricted free agents, so that team might look different next year. Yeah, I don't think Candace Parker coming back. She was talking like she ain't coming back. Man, the way she started off that court, I was like, yeah, it might be over. Uh, but any other shout outs? Uh, nah, man, that's it. It's first week, I don't really got shout outs like that, but shout out to all my people out there, man. I hope y'all have good weeks. Uh, you know, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna be in the city soon, so pull up on me. Mm, that's the bat signal, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, appreciate everybody for listening and put somebody on a pod, man. If you listen weekly, and we, we definitely want to continue to build the brand and all that shit. So let, let us know what y'all thinking, man, uh, different ideas and stuff like that, because we feel like we need to push it forward and get new ideas to keep it going. So, uh, any other thoughts before we get out of here? Um, Stay safe, man. Drink safely. Yeah, for sure. Let's go football, man. Uh, Long live the boss, man, and we'll holler at y'all next week. Is yes, there?